Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you ever think you were interesting or funny enough to start a podcast to share your opinions? I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. Well, so did these guys. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. Welcome to Strictly Nonsense, a podcast talking about anything and everything. What the dog doing? You know, movies, TV shows, trending topics, that kind of nonsense. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! Because fuck them, that's why. I can do this all day. Call an ambulance! Call an ambulance! But not for me! Well, let's get into it with your hosts, Joe and Finn. Yo, what is up, people? Welcome back to Strictly Nonsense, a podcast talking about anything and everything. This is episode five, and, um, you know, I'm glad to be here. You're continuing to do this. We're trying to be a little bit weekly, semi-weekly, still figuring out all of what this podcast is. But as always, I'm your boy, Joe, and with me is my boy, Finn. How's it going, Finn? Uh, it's going good, you know. It's uh, great to be back on the pod. Uh, extremely excited to talk about Creed 3, uh, talking about boxing, which, honestly, I don't really care that much about in real life. But when it comes to, you know, boxing movies, especially uh, Creed and like Rocky franchise, I'm all into those movies. But actual boxing, don't really care that much for it. It's one of those sports that never really interests me. Yeah, I feel that. But I will say after watching, you know, I watched all of the Creeds in one day, like Creed 1, 2, and 3, just so, you know, to watch Creed 3 and remember what happened. Made me kind of want to fucking get in a ring and start boxing. I will say it made made me feel like, oh, I want to do this. Like, it felt cool. But as Finn said, we are doing a boxing episode. We're gonna try and make it themed around boxing. Maybe we'll start doing like themed episodes. So we're gonna have some segments. Uh, the first one is like a little fun facts about boxing. Things that you know we just learned about it. Could be about boxing. Could also be about the Rocky Creed franchise. Then we're gonna do our review. Then we're gonna talk about the movie. We'll have a little non-spoiler section you know for people that kind of want to maybe figure out if they want to go see the movie or not i'd say go see it but we'll give you a little non-spoiler part and then we'll uh we'll do a a fantasy uh sequel continuation reboot our ideas of how maybe the creed franchise can continue or change up something that i thought could be interesting something to talk about something different than what we normally do so that's going to happen on today's episode before we jump in, uh, I got to plug the social medias because we got those at uh, strict nonsense on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. You know, we don't use Twitter as much, but we got plenty of stuff going on the Instagram, on the TikTok, uh, YouTube stuff in the future. Maybe some streaming on there, too, for like, I don't know, video games or maybe I'll stream the podcast live one day. Who knows? Uh, so go check that out. Pretty much at strict nonsense is the handle. Go find it uh, anywhere. And then, yeah, feel free to, you know, tell your friends, tell your mom about the podcast. Always tell your mom. Um, also, you know, just uh, leave a five-star review on Apple, on Spotify. It helps out with the algorithm and all that. And, uh, yeah, and uh, shout-out to Belgium. We have somehow have yes. a presence in Belgium with people listening to the podcast out there. So shout-out to you guys shout out, out in Belgium. Belgium waffles. Shout-out yeah, Belgium, Belgium waffles. sick. Yeah, yeah Belgian chocolate. Shout- I mean... We must be big down there, so that's pretty Leave cool. Leave a review, Belgium, Belgians, Belgians. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the correct term, but just you know, 
rate us like Belgiumites or Belgiumites. <laughs> Whatever you feel free to leave a review. You think we suck? That's cool too. It'd be great if people in Belgium are just listening to us, be like, oh, look at these dumb guys yeah. talking about shit. <laughs> still That's viewers. Cool, That's still listeners. Yeah. Whatever. If you hate listen, who cares? Still yeah. still still listen. Still counts as a listen. <laughs> still helps us one day. So yeah, check that out. Uh, along with that, if you uh, if you're a fan of pro wrestling, if you somehow have stumbled upon strict nonsense or strictly nonsense, excuse me, and you didn't know, I do have a podcast on professional wrestling. I'm a big pro wrestling guy, um, so that's Project Kayfabe, and that is a part of the Wrestle Buzz Network. Uh, we're available wherever you get your podcast, similar to uh, Strictly Nonsense. You can find us anywhere, and uh, it's a network has three different shows talking about wrestling. Really great stuff, so go check that out if you're interested in pro wrestling and some fun stuff happening on the Project Kayfabe side. We're eventually going to start dabbling into having some guests on here for, you know, doing reviews on certain things. Like, what I'm talking about is like TNA, the whole Kogan era, which was garbage, but it could be fun to relive, and it has been, but it's also been excruciating. So we'll get maybe like an episode where Finn, I just tell him, hey, watch this episode of wrestling and let's talk about it. And yeah. then we'll get some other people. And then uh, in the near future, we'll be uh, doing some wrestling interviews. But I don't want it to be any regular interview. I want it to be like we're just fucking around chit-chatting. I don't want to be like, what got you into wrestling and be generic. And I want it to be fun. So go check that out. Um, with all that being said, I think that's everything we got to plug. So let's do some cool, fun facts on fucking boxing and shit like that. Alright, so this is a little section, just a random thing. Maybe we'll include it in other episodes in the future, but we're just going to talk about some interesting fun facts and things we learned about boxing because, you know, this kind of came into my mind, as I said, you know, after watching the Creed movies and, you know, I want to tap in and go back to watching the Rocky movies. I was like, I was interested in boxing and I'm obviously interested in the franchise of uh, Rocky slash Creed. So it's like, what kind of fun facts can we dig up about boxing, you know, the movies and see what we can learn and what we can tell you all and talk about. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do there. So we each have about three that we want to discuss, you know, fun facts, share, and uh, we'll see what happens. So Finn, uh, why don't you take us away, bud? Uh, so yeah, the first uh, fact I have uh, is a Rocky-related one uh, with the original Rocky. It's a fun fact that I'm pretty sure for like movie buffs and people that are into the Rocky franchise, it's well known. But the original Rocky uh, only was made for only a million dollars, which uh, I did a little calculations, a little quick maths and whatever. That it's the equivalent to about five million today. So not not made for much uh i i know it made ridiculous amount of money i uh, should have probably had that down but just to compare it to creed 3 creed 3 had a budget of 75 million so just to think that how it's gone that far in uh i think the original was 1976 so and it became such a huge hit that it spawned such a long standing franchise I mean, yeah, it's been around for like what forty something years now, which is kind of crazy to think about it. Gonna gonna be fifty now. By the time Creed Four comes out, it'll, uh, it'll be fifty years more than likely. Shit. I mean, yeah, that is a fun fact. I saw that, and to think about it, like a million dollars just to make that movie. You know, nowadays, if it costs a million dollars to make a movie, it's like the cheapest, like you know indie flick or like i'm pretty sure like even like everything everywhere all at once had a budget that was like only maybe like two million or something right let me see 
I just think, you know, a million dollars, while it sounds like a lot in theory. Oh, wait, no. Uh, that they had a $14 million budget, maybe. I'm happy to be here. Shut up, Siri. I didn't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. What? Yeah, she's happy to be on the pod as well. <laughs> yeah, our third guest. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's crazy to think about it. And now where it's at now, where it's made so much money. I mean... For, like now it's in now it's in the Fortnite universe. You got Creed and Fortnite, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of wild. That's when movies actually make it. You know, when it becomes a skin in Fortnite. Like uh, first one that came to my head, actually pretty whack skin, but Predator. Predator wasn't a real movie franchise until it went into Fortnite. You know, <laughs> classics. Uh, I just also thought not a franchise, but John Cena. He wasn't a real person. wasn't that big until he got into Fortnite. Exactly. Yeah. Fucka, you got to be a real actor to be, uh, you become a real actor when you go into the MCU. You become a real person when you're in yes. Fortnite. You become big. When you're in <laughs> Fortnite, that's when you're actually big. The Rock. The Rock's not even The Rock in Fortnite, but he's like a main character in the Fortnite story. There's two versions <laughs> of him now, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's the Black Adam and the other. I'm like, yeah. Huh. The Rock is something. Yeah. Gotta love them or hate them nowadays. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this was a fun fact that I saw. I don't know if you'll have it or not. If you did, uh, well, <laughs> we'll figure it out. But uh, this is a fun fact from the Rocky side of things. So apparently the Rocky, uh, well, no Rocky, Rocky got Hulk Hogan fired from the WWE slash WWF, which I thought was interesting when I was looking at stuff. So uh, one of the subplots in Rocky 3, it says the champ has gotten soft and he's, uh, I'm almost just reading this bit. By, by word by word but as uh, is more interested in fame than boxing and as an example of this rocky fights wrestler thunder lips yes, which thunder, i always yes love that uh, i was waiting for that because it's an insane name and he's literally just hulk hogan if he was hornier that's yeah. i remember from i haven't seen rocky three in so long but that's that's pretty much what he was hulk hogan but horny yeah, which is just ridiculous. But hey, back when Hogan uh, was kind of cool or whatever. But yeah, apparently, you know, he fights him uh, Thunder Lips in a charity fight. And then so when WWF, currently the WWE owner Vince McMahon Sr. found out about what Hogan did and took this role on without getting permission, he fired Hulk Hogan. And it took another year or so before Vince McMahon Jr., you know, the current Vince McMahon, hired Hulk Hogan back and, you know, became his main attraction and one of the biggest things ever in the world of professional wrestling. So it's crazy that this movie got him fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also surprised. I've never heard that being, you know, a fan of WWE fan of this franchise. And just, this just sounds like a nice movie. Fun fact that should be more well-known. And I, I never knew about that, but it's interesting because it is a great cameo of Hulk Hogan in Rocky three. So yeah, but I mean, I, did, I didn't know about this either. It's my first time knowing about it because, yeah. like, I knew Hogan did some movies in between, like, WWE, WCW, but mm-hmm. he got fucking fired. This Hulkamania could have maybe never happened if it wasn't for the fact of, you know, yeah. there's Hulk, a, C, Hulk Jr. I mean, Vince there's Jr. There's a great in. part in the, where uh, Hulk Hogan lifts Rocky up and just throws him into the first row. And it, like, yes. it's ridiculous because it looks like he's definitely like on a string or whatever it's you know those those movies back then where 
a little hammy, but that's what made him so charming. And so I, that's what all I can think of that and the him being called Thunderlips, which is yeah, insane. But yeah, that's uh, that's my little trivia. What you got, Finn? Uh, so I got one more Rocky uh, fun fact. So Rocky Four. Everyone says Rocky One is the best, and it is probably overall best movie. But Rocky Four is just so ridiculous, and I think is just the most beloved movie of the franchise because of how insane it is, and it's just pretty much the cold. It's Cold War. It's America versus Russia, and one of the big scenes of all the in the movie was Rocky training in the frozen tundra of Russia, but because it was during the Cold War and relations with U.S. and Russia were not great. All those scenes, they were just filmed in Wyoming. Like, it's just funny that <laughs> they made, like, ru- like it's the most intense, possibly, like, sports montage, training montage of, like, all time. He's supposed to be grizzled, has to be, like, work harder in the bowels of Russia and communist Russia. And it's just, he's in actuality, he's just in Wyoming, which I just found funny. That's actually, you know, that makes sense. I don't see, I mean, I don't know what the budget was by the time they were at Rocky Four, but it had to at least be bigger than what they were yeah. at for like the first Rocky. But yeah, maybe I could see that maybe them going all the way to Russia isn't a thing. I mean, you know, nowadays you could do that with movies, like especially yeah. like the Creed franchise, you could do that. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> they yeah, went to Wyoming. Budget reasons, I just assumed it was because it's still like Cold War conflict. But it definitely, even if they were able to film in Russia, it was definitely more likely cheaper than just doing it in Wyoming. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably cold and terrible in Wyoming. Yes. No, to be I, I rewatched the the scene. Yeah, I ain't going to Wyoming. It looks, it looks, or at least that part of Wyoming, it looks terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it again. I I really vaguely remember a lot of like Rocky. Like I feel like the stuff that I remember is like bits and pieces from every other movie. But yeah, one day it's going to be a long rewatch. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about Rocky four that I know is that they had like an entire episode on family guy about it. When um, the guy, they all go to Russia and I think Dolph Lundgren was a part of it or Putin was a mix of it. Oh, uh, I think this is when I think it's when Peter boxes Putin and it was supposed to be a Rocky <laughs> spoof that they did there. <laughs> oh man um talking about you know rocky four and all that so this is something i just learned too that i think i've heard about before but apparently dolph lundgren you know drago he hospitalized stallone in the making of this movie have you heard about this one yes that that was almost going to be my second fact but i similar to the first one i know that's like pretty well known so but i'm glad you brought it up because it is a very interesting fact yeah, it's still something to talk about because not only did he like injure him, he almost killed him because apparently Stallone says that if he wasn't treated, the injury would have caused his heart to swell and he probably would have died. So the fact that like he got hit that hard, and that's the thing too. I was thinking about like, oh, how cool would it be to like learn to start boxing? Just in general, I think it would be cool not to go pro or anything, but like it would just be cool. But like there are some things that can happen that could end your life somehow. Like, you know, I was reading for other like fun facts that, um, you know, notorious like big boxer Sugar Ray Robinson predicted that he would kill an opponent in the ring. He like said this before and that came true in 1947. He apparently knocked out this guy Doyle and he died after the fight. So it's crazy stuff like that can happen. 
I'm going to forget his name and I should have looked it up before. And I, I mean, I could do it as I talk, but there is this one um, Puerto Rican boxer. And this almost kind of made me think maybe I shouldn't like, uh, you know, uh, do boxing. But this one guy, oh, even better. His name is Picardo Colon. Mm, he yeah, yeah. was he was going to be a big deal. Like he was slow. Like he was moving up the ranks in a very fast way um, as a boxer. And he's Puerto Rican. Uh, he took one a couple of hits in one match that you know they should have called it a little earlier. And he suffered from and he's suffering from brain damage now, which is just yeah. crazy to think about it. Like he had he's lost all of his functions. He's been slowly getting them back, but he has like crazy traumatic brain injury that I'm like, you know, it would be so cool to, you know, do boxing. But then you hear stuff like that. And for me, I was like, oh, Puerto Rican name Cologne. I mean, I'm not looking for history to repeat itself. if I ever got interested in it. Just even like sparring could really like fuck someone over. Yeah, no, like as cool as these movies are, I I would only do boxing as like a form of exercise where I'm punching a bag. No one's punching me because I don't want to deal with that, especially hmm. getting knocked out, possible broken jaws. Maybe like when you see, feel like it happens, like kidney shots and you got to like pee blood. I'll, I'll die if I see that, if that ever happens to me. So yeah, I, I'm not interested in that, but I, I am glad you brought up the Lundgren hospitalizing uh, Stallone because that was definitely a fact I was thinking of mentioning. Uh, yeah. And I, I have a, the source where I was looking at all these facts. Uh, apparently the injury is like, was so crazy that uh, it usually occurs in car accidents. And it was a man, a man punched another man so hard. It was like a car accident. That's how insane. Uh, That's Dolph insane. Lundgren was back then. And That's was, insane. The way he was built, it was also ridiculous if you look back how much taller he is than Stallone. Like, it made no sense for this to actually be a fight. He looked like a beast. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense why he would, like... I wouldn't say he was one of the, He became a giant action star because, like, his career kind of, like... I feel like, you know, his highest point was Rocky Four, and then, like, ever since, I don't know, he was, like, in some things. I mean... I think he's the biggest thing after Rocky IV is the Expendables. I was going to say, it was definitely in the Expendables. Yeah. Which and then Yeah, which I'm pretty sure the Expendables is going to get another movie at some point. I think I <laughs> I'm heard I'm pretty sure that. they're working on that. I like that franchise. That's a, that's a fun franchise. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like Cole was the villain in the first one. It was awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's my uh, little fact. Uh, what's your last fact that you got for us? So my last fact, boxing fact, and it kind of intersected with our last movie we went over cocaine bear uh it's a in 1949 a boxer named gus waldorf was involved in a professional fight with an actual bear uh the match was held in a cage ring and uh it actually followed legitimate boxing protocols apparently uh but the bear's claws and teeth were restricted uh through a muzzle and special bear-sized boxing gloves which i wish I could, there was no actual pictures of it. I wish I could see it. It would have been probably hilarious. And uh, no surprise in the end, the bear uh, beat Waldorf. And apparently he had uh, several injuries afterwards. They didn't specify what injuries, but I think he was lucky to leave with his life. So technically, I think a win for him. Yeah, honestly. I mean, the fact that he, 
actually box the bear and you know there's yeah. been jokes about like you know like russians like wrestling bears and mm-hmm. shit like that and there are people that like really like you know have like these pet bears or whatever mm-hmm. and they'll like tussle with them but like that is just a stupid idea at the end of yeah, the day yeah insane that's and i believe it's real because anytime i kept looking at it there was the same story there wasn't much besides like the details i gave but i'm assuming it's real because also it's just kind of a stupid thing to fake especially if it was 19 making up saying it happened like 1949 who cares really but it was interesting you know kind of a creed uh cocaine bear crossover in a ways (laughs) i mean that's maybe the sequel that we got to work on in our last segment (laughs) i think i just thought of my last pitch for creed 4 (laughs) i think at some point we're gonna have to start like getting these ideas to writers before like you know one day we ever get big they're gonna steal all of our yeah no they, they definitely will <laughs> so my last fact is gonna be boxing related but i am gonna sneak in a second one in there just because as i was quickly scrolling i found it um i was like oh that's interesting um so the official name of boxing believe it or not the official name of boxing is not boxing it's pugilism apparently i might be pronouncing mm. it wrong it's pug and then lism so i don't think it's Pugilism, but it's pugilism apparently. That's what Google Translate said. And that means practice and skills of fighting with fist. And boxing sounds way cooler than whatever the hell this yes. word is. So this, this sounds I, like a very British word. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like yeah. something something the Brits came up with. Definitely. And then um my other fact that I saw, which was interesting, was uh Liam Neeson was a you know famous he is he is a famous actor and uh he was an irish amateur boxing champion so mm. you know it's cool that you know a lot of things like liam neeson you know everyone's like oh you know because a lot of the character building that he's done over the last 10 15 years is like he's an old guy that'll beat the shit yeah, out of you because you took his daughter don't forget yeah. that part. he's always losing he, his daughter and isn't he like almost semi-racist? Isn't that a thing too? He, kind he, of. Yeah, yeah he, he <laughs> admitted something that he probably shouldn't have. That, that it's yeah, it, it was bad. It, it happened a while ago, but it was very bad. Apparently, what he did. Oh uh, yeah, I'm you know I'm remembering it. I'm not going to bring it up because I, I, I say it wrong and I'd have to read it. But yeah, yeah that's I, right. It's I like remember. a long context, and it was it was just stupid. A thing he probably shouldn't have said. Yeah, things and you don't say out loud when time. you're yeah yeah. yeah. Definitely well, shouldn't have done what he did, and then definitely should have said it, because no one asked him about it. Well, I hope this man has learned from his mistakes and yes. uh, has a changed man. But hey, Liam yeah. Neeson, minus that, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was my last one. But now I'm also reading still, and you know I found this one, which was cool. Yeah. Um, the ancient god Apollo was believed to be the creator and guardian of boxing, which I think is a little bit cool because, you know, obviously Apollo Creed and the Rocky yeah, franchise. Mm, that is. That now that it makes sense. That makes sense of maybe why he was called that. So, uh, yeah, God of Boxing, Apollo, which is kind of fucking cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I hope uh, hope you guys liked what we talked yeah. about. I hope you learned a little bit about boxing, about the Rocky franchise. And uh, let's get into our review on Creed 3.
All right, so we're going to be talking about Creed 3 now. We're going to try our best to do non-spoilers in, the, in you know, the first part of this conversation, and then eventually uh, we'll get into spoilers. We'll let you know when that happens. you also see the little timestamp in the uh, description, wherever you get in your podcast. It'll have the, the digits in there. Um, but, yeah, we saw Creed 3. We saw it on Wednesday last week. We got to see an early IMAX uh, you know, premiere screening, which was cool. We did that at the uh, the biggest IMAX. We, we like that one a lot. It's uh, the AMC and Lincoln Center. So we went there. I also wanted to pick that one just because, like, I went last year and saw Jurassic World there. The, the last one that just came out. And Jeff Goldblum came out of nowhere. I've known they've brought celebrities to this theater in particular a bunch of times. So I'm like, oh, what are the odds of Michael B. Jordan coming out? Or, like, I don't know, Jonathan Majors. You know, it's not like the biggest thing that'll like, you know, there's not a big chance, but it's like always the what if, especially on a Wednesday showing. It would have been really cool. It would have been sick. I mean, I I wish it happened. It didn't. But nonetheless, we did get to see the movie a day early compared to everyone else on Thursday. So that's also nice just because less people to deal with in the theater. And, you know, overall, you know, without getting into the spoilers yet. I thought this was a great time. I mean, Michael B. Jordan's first time directing, and you think he fucking knocked it out of the park. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Finn? Uh, yeah, like my first thought was just another stellar entry entry in what has turned out to be a great a great trilogy with uh, the Creed movies. Uh, like you said, an awesome directorial debut uh, for Michael B. Jordan. You know, to possibly his best performance as Creed in this movie, but also having to deal with all stuff behind the scenes and everything put out a very good movie in my eyes. Like that's a tall task. And I think he delivered in a major way. Speaking of major Jonathan majors, he just continues to be a rising star. And uh, I forgot who I heard this from, but this movie also made me like uh, dislike Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania more because of how great a performance majors had as a villain and especially him just beating the shit out of people i think was a lot better. like being an actual force in this movie just shows the potential he has to be for kang in the future which yeah i said it in the ant-man review i think jonathan major is going to be possibly the biggest thing in these next few years just acting in general he's he's become a big huge deal uh and yeah at first uh, i think we talked about after leaving the theater i thought this was probably my least favorite of the trilogy not saying that's a knock because of how good the other two were but the more i think about it the more i hear from other people this is a little closer to creed 2 in my head of i think it's between those two i still think the original creed it's very hard to top because of how just great it was but yeah this is like i said another stellar entry in this trilogy Loved it. It really was. I mean, for me right now, without giving our, um, you know, rating, I think we'll save that towards the end. I mean, a lot of these are all very neck and neck. I really like, you know, I saw Creed one a long time ago and being able to rewatch it. I liked it. There's a lot of heart. It's very gritty. I enjoyed that watching Creed two for the first time last week. There was way I felt like a little bit more heart just because of like what the story entails of him, you know, kind of like trying to get a, revenge for his father that he never knew um Mm -hmm. and stuff but even this one just like this basically this broken bond between 
two like not real brothers but essentially like that's your you know that's not your blood brother but he's still your brother in a way like of um of how their relationship was and growing up in a home together and stuff and that's not really a spoiler it's kind of like you could tell from just you know reading up on what creed 3 is about Mm -hmm. but i thought this movie did really well and also just a creed franchise it's crazy to think because anytime a sequel franchise or like a sequel to a franchise or a spinoff like there's always people that are just worried that it's going to suck. And a lot of times they do suck, but this is really good. Like you don't, this doesn't happen often that a sequel franchise is good or almost better than the entire franchise. It was based off of. Cause you, you know, Rocky franchise is beloved. There's so much good stuff in there, but to think that, you know, they were able to come off of a spinoff series. That's, you know, close or even better. It's, it's kind of crazy that this can happen and the success that this franchise has had. It's like, you know, it's kind of like you're not sure whether or not they're going to do a fourth one or not with the way the movie ends. Um, but I hope they do. I hope they continue it. I mean, this was great. And Michael B. Jordan, he's easy to like in these movies. I would be like crazy to find people like, oh, I hate him in this movie. Like he's really good to like in here. Um, and then, you know, there's the cast around him. I think um you know, John the majors in this one, like, yeah, like this is, you know, coming off of already Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania where he was the star in that movie. Like he does have a, you know, a, like a, he steals a show in Creed three as well too, just because of his mannerisms, the way he acts. I mean, it's really good playing a character that we you know was locked up and comes out now. And he's like, you know, wants to get his life together, figure out something with his life and, you know, have this, you know, try and bring back this friendship and there's a lot that goes on. It's just crazy. I think, you know, John, the majors has so much going up for him right now. Like there's a lot of cool things in there for him. And there's, you know, I've seen him in other things like the five bloods. I mean, Loki, even though it got canceled, I kind of wanted to see Lovecraft country cause he was the star in there too, but they fucking canceled it. So that's, uh, that's unfortunate, but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff going on for J- uh, Jonathan Majors in the near future just because of, like, he's having a stellar year. And, you know, I wonder what other stuff does he have going on. Right now I'm looking at his IMDb, and the only I, things, the most uh, recent the only thing things. I can, I can think of, I mean, he's already dominated these first two months. Oh, I can think he's going to be in Loki season two. I don't know what other movies he's going to be in. Oh, but... yeah, yeah, Loki season two. Other than that, he's I don't on... see anything big coming out yet. Besides, right now. Like they say Avengers, and there's this thing called Man in the Basket. Oh, he's playing Charles Blakely. Oh, I thought this was going to say Charles Barkley. I was about to say what. <laughs> but, uh, oh, wait, he no, could, he's playing Dennis Rodman in a movie. I could, I think he has the range where he can do something like that. Yeah. He's I, playing I Dennis Rodman in this movie, 48 Hours in Vegas. Oh, this, oh, is, yes, the, I, this is about Dennis Rodman's trip to Vegas during the finals. That's kind <laughs> yep. of fucking cool. No, yep. I think he. That's no actor has had a better 2023 so far than Jonathan Majors. And that's why I think these next few years, he's going to, you know, kind of how I think Creed, the original Creed kind of rose Michael B. Jordan to stardom. I think this is what uh, Creed 3 is going to do that with Jonathan Majors more, even with like the combination of Ant-Man and Creed 3 are going to make Jonathan Majors like a household name now. Yeah, for real. I mean, 
he's killing it and he has so much range as an actor for he could be like you know do the stuff that he's been doing in the mcu and to be you know playing a character that was locked up for 18 mm. years or somewhat and how many years it was 15 18 to then you know know how to just portray someone that like yeah. you know they felt like he must have done like a character study of what it's like to be someone that's locked up because you mentioned it yourself like about you know his awkwardness that he plays as his character felt right yeah no that that's right immediately what i realized like in the beginning when you see him like first come out like how awkward he is how you know he's being low not letting his emotions like show being a little guarded but then when he become you know later on in the movie he gets more confidence becomes like the villain you know like he is he's the best villain of or i guess opponent in this case so far in the creed franchise but he's also someone that you can sympathize with because of the story that he told and like he was locked up for so long like and you know adonis kind of was living his life which you know you can you can empathize with that and he that's how his performance made me feel yeah i'd I'd agree on that i mean you're like he's supposed to be like quote unquote the villain of the movie but you do feel bad for him because you know he had a life he wanted to do this you know he wanted to become a boxer he wanted to go pro and that was all taken from him after one night of just bad decisions and then his boy Adonis Creed is the one that ends up having this successful career has all the money the fame that he once wanted and still wants but he didn't have the chance and then he finally gets out of jail and he's like all right I want it still which is pretty cool. So our overall, before we're about to, we're basically ready again to spoilers. If you haven't already, go watch Creed 1. Go watch Creed 2. It's on HBO Max. It's on Amazon Prime. It's even on TNT and TBS if you want to deal with commercials. No, like no you, don't, you don't want to do that. You don't <laughs> have to do that. It's just so annoying that it had to, on March 1st, that had, both uh-huh. of those movies had to become on HBO Max. They couldn't just do that in February. <laughs> to you know make people oh i'll watch the first two and then get ready for the third one no i had to watch it on tnt and tbs uh, <laughs> ridiculous well, it sucks it sucks because that's what <laughs> that's what i did i watched them all on once it hit 3 a.m i started watching creed and then i went to sleep and woke up and watched the rest of it before we went <laughs> but um so let's let's talk about spoilers i mean overall i mean what you see in the trailers, it's kind of what you get in this movie, but a little bit more of an emphasis of, okay, these two Creed and Damien, uh, is it Damien or yeah, it's, uh, Damien, da- right? Damien. But they, pre- he's just referred to as Dame, like the entire yeah. Damien Anderson. I mean, they were friends. They were, they were brothers basically. Not like I said before, not real brothers, but you know, their friendship was so close. They were like brothers and uh, they grew up in the group home together. Cause Remember uh, Michael B. Jordan, his character, Jonas Creed, is like an orphan and, you know, they're in a group home and, you know, they were up to some shit that they shouldn't be doing, like going to late night boxing matches and that's where Damien was fighting in and stuff like that. And there was this whole big plot thing going on that it's like, all right, something happened when they were younger that got Damien arrested, but not Adonis. And, you know, that kind of that guilt is behind Adonis the entire time, which I thought like. I carried a lot of what was happening. I mean, it makes sense why Adonis Creed, his character, like, you know, he wants to help Damien because he's in jail because of him, basically, in a way. Not, you know, not directly, but 
he has what his actions are part of the reason why he got into jail. So he's like, I got to help him out. He has a guilty conscience and I don't blame him. That's the concept of survivor's guilt. Like the, it should have been me who was locked up. You should have been the champ. So that's what he feels like throughout the movie. And that's why he wants to help him, wants him to, you know, succeed because in, in a way he's definitely like, this is your life, but so let me help you at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it helps like you know the life of of Apollo Creed. I mean, Adonis Creed. It helps that his you know dad was Apollo Creed, so it almost helped them. And obviously, you you know how he raised, he gets to stardom in Creed One and Creed Two, and then you know Damien comes back into play, and he's like, dude, I want to start boxing, and you know. It, it it is a hard ask what he was saying though. He's like, yeah, "Yo, he, put me in the ring with the champ." I'm like, "Who are you?" Like, we know who you are because we're watching the movie. But like, anyone else would be like, "Who the hell is this random guy that's going to be facing the champion?" And that's what everyone was thinking because that's what ends up happening. Which it's fucked up how it happened with you know basically Damien using his guys from you know they knew in prison to you know fuck up um, Drago's son. But it happens, and he gets a match with the champ, and he wins, which is bonkers that this can happen. Only in, like, movies this shit would happen, though. Mm. So, yeah, like, it, it is ridiculous, but it's not that different than the whole original Creed, where, you know, Adonis, because he's he was, out, like, outed out as, oh, the son of Apollo Creed, that became a huge story that everyone's like, oh, let's have him fight the champ. And uh, this is a little different because it's just like, oh, it's kind of a redemption of, oh, this guy was a gold glove winning boxer. He was great when he was young, but he got arrested. He's been in jail for like 20-ish years. So it's kind of a redemption thing. So I, I could also see this. It is set for the movies, but I'm not saying it would be like a world championship heavyweight fight, but I could easily see this being a fight of like, to be promoted as like redemption for a guy and you know, the champions like coronation type of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I could see this, like I could see a guy who's, you know, in looking for redemption, mm -hmm. get on like a pay-per-view card, you know, like a boxing card on like ESPN or any random pay-per-view, but to be put into the, his first professional fight with the world champion, it's crazy. It's like, John Cena going against Kurt Angle <laughs> in his in his debut. It's just wild. Only like in the movies, but I mean that was they, a very they definitely had ruthless aggression. I mean, yeah, this man was fighting. He was fighting dirty. It's also uh, funny how he fights dirty in that fight, but he fought pretty much clean the entire time against uh, yeah, Creed at the end of the movie. He tried to do one move in the final uh, match that I think like. Adonis picked up and I don't think he tried to do anything ever since like he because I think also in a way they were making it where like he wanted to win like show that he was just better than Adonis he didn't need yeah. to like you know do the tactics that made him the champ uh, in the first fight he wanted to legitimately be like no I'm gonna beat I am better than you I don't need to do this cheap shit I'm just gonna knock you out really yeah and I mean at points it looked like he could have done it like I you know I um I expected that Creed was going to win the fight, but like 
I kind of almost wish he didn't in a way, but it's it, it would have sucked if he did just because of how much, how cocky, you know, uh, Damien gets at the end and after he becomes the world champ. And it's crazy. He wanted his goal to be champ and he got it, which and he was like the undisputed champ. He had two belts on him. And the moment he wins that fight, he has a whole entourage. He got a beach community yeah. just chilling with him. A couple like scenes later, he got a nice condo like. It is crazy how much his life changed by just becoming champ. <laughs> yeah, he was able to call in to first take, which I don't think anyone has the privilege to do something like that. But yeah, how the hell he got Stephen A's number to do that? I mean, Stephen A has literally everyone's number. No, <laughs> he'll mention that he's friends with everyone. That's one thing I had to bring up. Just a phenomenal Stephen A. Smith cameo, like one of the best of all time. Uh, that was that was incredible to see him on the. <laughs> see Stephen a on the on the big screen you see it in the commercials but just yeah. like you know I, he's I coming but when you get it it's so good still <laughs> everyone was like as soon as he popped up everyone started laughing in the theater like it's just they michael b jordan knew what he was doing that was a great call by doing that <laughs> But I'm um, going back to uh, the boxing part of it because, you know, I was bringing up about Damien, you know, fighting dirty. I did find it interesting. Just I mean, like we said, we don't watch boxing. I only ever really watch stuff like, you know, I do watch when Jake Paul, you know, has a fight. I I watch it in ways that doesn't mean you have to fully do full commitments of whatever their buy is, $50 oh, yes. or whatever. You know, Twitter's a thing and whatnot, but um, I'll watch some of those. Or if like a like somehow a big fight just kept getting brought up on like Instagram or Twitter, I'll check it out. But I thought it was very interesting to see like like um, obviously he fights and at one point elbows the champ. Um, so there's that or like the punching directly in the arm. I'm like, how is that? Like, I didn't know. Like, is that legal? Is that all right? Like, he's literally I, just trying to pop his arm out of the dude's shoulder or like when he's defending himself and he puts his like two arms above his like face, like, uh, his forearms. I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. The way like, again, yes, same. I know really nothing about boxing, but the way Dame was able like defend those punches was really cool. I, I, I don't know what type of technique that is or if that's even used but the way that uh yeah dame was fighting uh i thought was really cool very different than what we've seen in rocky or the creed universe so i think that was kind of refreshing and yeah i don't know about the whole arm thing i'm trying to remember if like the ref was like saying stop doing that i know you definitely can't elbow that's that's definitely one thing you can't do but yeah, uh, I unfortunately don't know the rules of boxing where I, I know definitely body shots and stuff. I don't know where the arm comes into play, but yeah, that was it was just also interesting to see like how he would look at an opponent and like see what to do, like what's his weakness. He picks on that. They showed it first with Creed in his first fight uh, in this movie, which he must have learned from. They showed he learned that from Damien. Damien uses that in the championship fight. So I kind of enjoyed that like little symmetry type thing. Yeah, I enjoy that too. That was pretty cool. Like you could see the influence. I mean, they even like when they get together, he's like, oh, you know, you you, he learned some of my moves or I see you're Mm -hmm. using my moves and stuff like that. Like I thought that was pretty cool. And then we're talking about the boxing, the fighting, the boxing, the fighting in this. So good. Like, I enjoyed it in Rocky. I mean, Rocky. I did enjoy it in Rocky. I mean, even if it's outdated in a way, 
but like in the Creed franchise, Creed one and Creed two, I thought the the way they just did the boxing was pretty cool, and the hits felt like legit. But even in here, like I know it's been talked about recently, because um, Creed, I mean, in Creed three, there's a lot of influence from anime, which I thought was very interesting. I didn't know that uh, Michael B. Jordan is such a weeb, apparently, <laughs> but like he like in the first fight when he's going against. Um, uh pretty ricky or whatever his name is i'm forgetting it right now but uh there you go going against the first guy he ever boxed like you know the first champ that he ever fought um in creed one um you know there was that point where he like gets rocked in the stomach and you could see like the sweat come off and like there's a lot of influence from anime there i mean just overall it was cool to see his direction on how to record the fights because he saw stuff like that that was like cool and like you could see there's that influence from anime and just the shots and i think also maybe seeing it in imax like some of those hits mm-hmm. like when john the majors was boxing in the against the champ or going against creed like those felt like rough and tough like the the imax audio is fantastic yeah. i know they've been seeing a lot of movies like oh this is filmed for imax that's how they like yeah. you know market so, it but i was like that was good so i i actually learned funny enough on uh the Eli Manning show on YouTube, Michael B. Jordan was on <laughs> and he was talking about the movie and he said that apparently this is the first ever sports movie to be shot using IMAX cameras. So that's mm. why I think it is legitimately like made to be seen on IMAX. And he was talking about like visually, that's why it looks so good. The action looks good, but mainly the, what you hear, that's why it's so good because it's on an IMAX camera. It was it's funny that I, I had to watch, I saw that, Eli Manning was with Michael B. Jordan. I had to watch that on YouTube. So, but I learned something. So that was that was cool to, you know, see why it looks so amazing. Uh, but so nice fun fact, thanks to Eli Manning. (laughs) Yes, and that's uh, the the first two also looked really good. This was just, I think, a little heightened because of these IMAX cameras. And yeah, the action was incredible. You know, another thing I feel like which has kind of been on point for most of Creed movies was the comedy. I think it was pretty funny, especially like certain things that Dame would say, like when he called uh, uh, little Duke Dukey. I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Yeah, I thought Dame was pretty funny. Uh, Adonis, anytime you interacting with his daughter was like cute, but also very funny because like just seeing him as a dad. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like most of the comedy in the first two were through uh, actual Rocky and Sylvester Stallone, but I think they were yeah. still able to do that with this one as well. No, yeah, I think so too. I, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, you brought up the you know the Dame and the Duke stuff. I thought it was mm-hmm. funny too when like you know Duke is talking shit and saying like, "Oh, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here." And then the moment Dame's going to start walking by him, he stops talking. He's like, "Oh, you're you're not talking yeah, shit now or some yeah. shit." Like called he called that's him right. out. He called his bluff, that's which a, was funny. That's why I think that that's a very real thing that happens. I feel like so, some oh yeah that. all the time. <laughs> I think that's just I'm guessing was a Michael b jordan he directed that scene so i'm guessing that probably came from him so that i think he added a lot of actual like realism to this movie that you could easily see these conversations how people would act in certain situations in real life so yeah yeah i I can't believe this is it was incredible for him to be this his directorial debut how well he did yeah it was 
it's astonishing. Um, talking about his direct, uh, not directorial, but his director, his approach as a director, um, probably the one thing that I thought was the most interesting, unique, possibly weird is the final fight between, you know, Apollo, I mean, Apollo, Adonis Creed and Jonathan Major's character of Damian Anderson is when they have their big, their big match. You know, I, I, I enjoyed that. That's the reason why he wanted to fight him. You know, of like he becomes a champion, Damian becomes a champ and he's an asshole about it. And he's like, I don't need you anymore. I used you to get what I wanted, which was very interesting. I thought that that whole stuff was just so interesting. Um, also, the fact that, yes, he got a man from jail that he knew to fuck up Drago's guy and go back to jail for him, which is fucked up. And they also never addressed that in the movie again, which I thought was interesting after Michael mm. B. Jordan learns about it. Mm. But um, the the fight scene where, you know, also the presentation behind that, it felt like WrestleMania was about to happen with, with Michael B. Jordan and, you know, John of the Majors coming out in Dodger Stadium. I thought that was impressive as hell. But um the fight was just when they go into a whole different world where it's just only them in the ring, but then green smoke cages are flying down. It's like, I, I made the joke before. It's like, they're going to the ancestry pl- ancestry yeah. play. You know, it's Kang versus Killmonger. And I, I thought that was such a wild approach. I kind of laughed because I thought it was a little goofy yeah. at points. Definitely very anime influence for sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on that whole yeah, scene? I no, thought it was, was something. <laughs> that was, that was uh, my probably my least favorite part of the movie because I think it could have been incredible if he had just stuck with it, just them two in the ring and like nothing around them. It's just them two and just done like a round or two of just that. It was the extra stuff like the force prison symbolism of like the cages behind him. Like, oh, this could have been you. And like, yeah, the smoke and everything. It just, it felt out of place because of how like personal this was getting that it became a little, little goofy. That That's like one of the major cons I had with the movie was that. And that like overall the movie was a little too corny, cliche at times. But that's also what the Rocky like franchise is known for. Like, so, uh, like I mentioned, Rocky IV is so beloved, but it's an extremely corny movie, cliche. And like, also, I thought the movie was a little predictable at times, but so is most sports movies. So like, even the cons that I do have, they fit into like this franchise and also just sports movies in general, that they can be a little too predictable, a little cliche, but it also just works too at times, especially in this uh, trilogy. Yeah. That, that it just like it took me out of the moment like you mm. know it's, there's definitely corny moments in this movie like whoever i don't know if the writers are the same but it definitely felt a little cornier in some moments um but yeah that whole that whole fight when it was just them in the ring and it was no one else i did enjoy that but then mm. when it be you know like i said the, the smoke the cage and all that then it, then they you they they see their younger selves yeah, that, <laughs> like that, I forgot about that. That was that's what because honestly, you take away that, and like the final scene was fucking awesome because it, yeah. it was like the other two fights that we saw just stri- like looks like legitimately like you are there, you're standing right, you're like the ref pretty much. You feel every punch that's being thrown. You like you're getting hit with the sweat and everything pretty much when you just see it 
with but then when they did that whole i guess i i've i don't watch anime but i could see how that was definitely anime influence uh, i yeah i just didn't enjoy that part of the last uh fight i think if that wasn't there this would be pretty damn close to creed one in my eyes but yeah. still, still uh, uh, that's my biggest knock i'll give on the movie and it was still a hell of a movie <laughs> I think so too. I mean, it was the most random thing out of the entire franchise where it just doesn't fit into it. And I, I, I respect the, the chance he took on it. You know, I don't think it fell flat because overall the movie is still good. Even with that scene, it's just, mm-hmm. he, maybe you could have left it out, but yeah. I like the approach. But, it was different. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it. Even though it was a little weird <laughs> because of how great he did. And this is the directorial debut and he's pretty much, been the face of this trilogy he's allowed to do you know yeah exactly or whatever or two so power to him if he if he wanted to do that and he enjoys it uh i, I respect his decision yeah uh, uh, but uh, and one thing i did also want to bring up that i think is another like con sort of but i i did and i think you brought up after we left, left the movie i did miss rocky because like it, it, yeah. he was so instrumental in the first two so it, it feels like a huge part of this movie is missing but also at the same time as I think it would have been great to see Rocky maybe for a scene or two it was nice that Creed Adonis was able to get his own movie with this this was strictly his story the first two were pretty much they were Rocky's it was Rocky's whole like story but like and Adonis was just brought into it with the first one being like, it really is just about Apollo and Rocky. And like, you know, he wants Adonis wants to be a part of that. He wants to be a boxer or Creed two. It really was just like, it was bringing back Rocky four of Drago versus Rocky. Just this time it being Adonis versus Ivan Drago. But this was literally just Adonis's story. So I see where they were able to make it work not having Rocky in this, but I I, I miss I miss Sly. Uh, he was he happen. was missed. They didn't even I don't think they even really addressed it, right? No, so they, they didn't. I kind of wish they at least would have been like, oh, he's like enjoying retirement or enjoying being with his son and his grandkids or something mm-hmm. like, or even like a letter from him would have been cool, like a you know. A letter from Rocky and he reads it. it doesn't have to be in the Rocky voice or just a picture of him I don't know <laughs> it should be an impersonator doing the Rocky voice they finally fixed the light outside my place <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that I, I hope they fixed the light <laughs> but uh, yeah I think it would have been if he was in this it would have been perfect for him to have yeah. come back right when Adonis starts training for the fight with dame like it would have been just like perfect of rocky comes back helps him like bring back that fire in him bring back what like i like duke uh, i like him as a character but i feel like he's he's not used that much he was he was in the first two but like barely so like he was put in as kind of the rocky figure but also didn't really get that much screen time where you're just you're missing Rocky in that role, but yeah. a, a, apparently in a recent interview I saw that Stallone said he would be interested in 
being a part of Creed Four, if he likes uh, my, uh, Michael B. Jordan's vision, it, it's just the biggest thing is he hate has a very big public beef with one of the producers, Erwin uh, Ir- Winkler, who apparently like owns the rights to Rocky. He does not like him. That's the main reason why he wasn't in this movie. Yeah, apparently. I saw something, it was like mentioned on Vanity Fair that like, you know, when Rocky, when Sylvester Stallone sold the rights, like he got, he Mm. sold it for dirt cheap and obviously he wants it back Uh because of how much it did. But Rocky, you definitely, Sylvester Stallone got enough money out of this for sure at the end of the day. Sure, he didn't maybe make all the money, but how much money do you really need is the question. He he sold it for like a hundred bucks because he needed money. I looked into it in like 1976. He needed the money. So he needed to sell the rights. And this, this guy is apparently just not giving him anything back for it. And the sly is very pissed. And I think also a thing him and Michael B. Jordan are good, but I don't think it sounded like he didn't like the vision for Creed three. That's also. Why yeah. I saw but, something about it being, a, he thought it was a little bit too dark or something, which is yeah. interesting. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I hope he didn't mean that racially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rocky is an old man. So <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, different generation is what they say. <laughs> but if uh, that's as long as there's chance he can come back if there's a fourth one and that he has no bad beef with Michael B. Jordan. Uh, it's all, all good. And apparently this Winkler guy is like in his 90s. So maybe if he, uh, you know, kicks the can, they can we can finally have a resolution. With all this. <laughs> I mean, how old is Sylvester Stallone? Is he like in his 80s? <laughs> I'd say he's got to be close. Maybe high Sly 70? Stallone is uh, seventy six. All right, I was I was gonna say eighties, high seventies. So yeah, ah, he, he can he can be hopefully he'll be back for four. <laughs> uh, uh, another person I want to shout out: uh, the girl who uh, played Amara, uh, Creed's daughter. I thought she was great. She was actually. Do we know? Do you know if she was actually deaf? She is actually deaf. So All right, that, that's cool. That was really cool, and I thought she was funny, charismatic for you know, not hearing her speak, and she was, I think, fit perfectly. I mentioned before her scenes with Adonis were just very heartwarming. I feel it was it was nice. It was nice to have that little uh, see that different side of Adonis with his daughter. Yeah, it was nice. That was a cool, you know thing to add especially because like you know in the second one he just gives like you know they just have the baby and then obviously they in this movie they go a couple years up and you know here we are with an older daughter Mm -hmm. and uh, i thought it was good she you know it was nice to see it brings more you know makes the character of adonis creed more wholesome likable Mm -hmm. a family man and uh, I thought it was cool. And especially like we haven't talked about it, but Tessa Thompson, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of her. Cause I feel like she's in a lot of things nowadays. I don't know why. Maybe I, it's I just thought... cause I'm tired of the character of Valkyrie or something. I don't know. There's something that's not my biggest thing about her, but um, her and her I, daughter, that was nice, I guess. Yeah. I, I thought she was good. I, I just also felt like she was just kind of in the background of this whole movie. She was kind of an afterthought. It was just her whole thing was just the whole, Adonis not opening up about his past. That was pretty much yeah. all she was really used for. And uh, yeah, that uh, she 
That's what she, I feel like. Yeah, she she wasn't really thought of that much. Uh, but kind of to bring back uh, his family, uh, the death scene of uh, Marianne Creed, I thought was very powerful. And I thought Michael B. Jordan Hell yeah. killed that scene. And I was, R.I.P. Claire Huxable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even though apparently she's real life, she has defended Bill Cosby. Like, oh. you know, that does kind of suck. Eesh is, is right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a very good scene. Uh, it, it was real, like very sad when she was so like out of it that she thought she was talking to Apollo. That yeah. was that was something. But uh, yeah, that was that was that was really really good scene. Yeah, that was a strong part of the movie, I'd say for sure. So, all right, I think that's kind of everything that we need to touch on on here. Before we give, uh, you know, our ideas of what a sequel, reboot, or anything to this Creed Rocky franchise would be, Finn, out of 10, what would you rate this movie? And let's go back just to see. So, Finn, you gave Rocky, I mean, Rocky, Creed 1 a 9.4. You gave Creed 2 a 9. So, what would you say you would give this one? It's like I mentioned on the top, it's pretty damn close to two right now. So, you know, for right now, I'm going to give it an 8.9, but a possible nine. I think Rock, Creed 2 and Creed 3 are like neck and neck with me. So uh, I'll, I'll be fair. I'll do 8.9, but it's very, very close with these two. Another rewatch of either movie could put one over the other, but it's. I'll give it an 8.9. I can see that. When I uh, when I preemptively made the graphic for when we dropped the you know Instagram photo of what we rated this, I said that you were going to give it an 8.8, so it was close. <laughs> That's, I was I, also thinking of saying that, but I just gave Cocaine Bear an 8.8. I might have to drop that down just for future ratings because this, <laughs> this was a better, much better overall movie than Cocaine Bear, so I might have to make Cocaine Bear in the like low 80s. I think hey, I just, you know, I, I feel was, like I was riding that high. Of... <laughs> no, I think, you know, if you want to if you want to give it that rating, you could. So we got to be careful of how we rate things. But I'm sticking my ground of what I gave cocaine bear too. I'm a, you know, I thought it was solid. No, that's why um, I still think it's in the eight range. I just might have to lower it a little bit. I uh, gave Creed one a nine point four. So did you. I gave Creed two a nine point four because I really enjoyed Creed two, I think. You know, if I had to change my ratings, I might give Creed 2 above Creed 1. And uh, Creed 3, I'm probably, I'm I'm going to say Creed 3 gets a 9.1 out of me. Mm. You know, I still, you know, all three, this is a very solid, this is a 90 franchise. Like, averaging out to a 90-something for me. And um, if I were to change it, Creed 2 is like, you know, maybe I keep it a 9.4. Creed 3, maybe a 9.3. And then this one, yeah, 9.1. I think um, I think this was an overall pretty fucking good movie, mm-hmm. and uh, like I said, go fucking watch it. So go check out go, the entire go franchise. Watch go watch this go trilogy. This. Yeah, solid trilogy. I know a lot of mm-hmm. it's been conversa- been a conversation in the movies recently. Like, oh, doing trilogies now. Trilogies are a thing. You know, if Creed were to stay a trilogy, it's phenomenal. I don't think, especially the way the movie ended. 
it doesn't and, need a Creed four or in a continuation yeah. to the story, but it could. It, it felt also, like it was amb- what if if you didn't hear it. It was the first sports movie ever to pass $100 million globally at the box office. There's going to be a Creed 4. Oh, yeah. And that right, there's yeah. Gonna, <laughs> there's going to be a Creed 4, which I got to say is a hell of an accomplishment. But, you know, it's there's going to be a Creed 4. Yeah. I mean, it was left off like there could be, mm-hmm. like there could not be. You know, I feel like they played it safe in the way it ended of like, maybe we'll get a new one. But, yeah, it makes sense. If they make so much money, they'll probably make a new one to it. But, like, it doesn't need it from the way they ended yeah. it, I thought. But, you know, we'll it see. Doesn't. I guess we'll see. But and that's why we're also... going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. This this also just shits on the whole take of, like, everyone. And, yes, there are way too many reboots for, like, sequels that are set, like, so far apart from the original. But, like, when it's done right, like this trilogy, yes, there should be more like this if it this is what the goal of it is. Like, yeah. I bet I don't remember really the whole thing when Creed, the original Creed was announced, but I bet people were like, oh, why are they doing this? They're uh, they're making a new Rocky, but it's not going to be Rocky. It's going to be about Apollo Creed's son. Uh, and look how great this trilogy ended up being. So shut up, yeah. people. Yeah, no, I mean, I, for one, like a lot of times I wait until I see the movie or see a trailer before I give like a judgment call because every time something gets announced where it's like, it's a reboot. It's a part two or a continuation or a spinoff. I'm like, let's give it a chance because like, you never know. It might fucking do well. Like look at, you know, for example, apparent, I haven't seen it either of them, but Blade Runner and then the sequel to Blade Runner. Apparently the sequel is amazing. A lot of people yeah. love that sequel. Mm-hmm. So like, there's that, you know, just when you reboot a franchise, Top, like Top a lot of like, Top it, Gun last year, like, no one, everyone was shitting on that. Everyone's like, why are they making a sequel of Top Gun? Top Gun's a classic, or like t- people that didn't like Top Gun, like that movie sucked. They're making a sequel. This is going to really suck. And it was the <laughs> one of the biggest movies biggest ever. Biggest movies of the summer it's and ever. <laughs> cinema. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm very open whenever I hear a new thing is coming or an addition or whatever. I'm like, let's see what it is first before it's looked at as like just a cash grab by like, you know, big hollywood but hey creed is fucking awesome and we'll see what happens next and now we're going to talk about maybe what could happen next these are our ideas of spinoffs of sequels of part four you know just an idea you know like based off what we saw what we think what we want this is how it's going to be so we're just going to you know kind of word vomit or come share ideas of maybe what sequels could be it's not going to be a long segment or anything but what we think could happen in future creed slash rocky universe uh finn do you want to start us off uh yeah i will i'll gladly start us off uh so my first idea that i immediately thought of uh you know they for creed 2 they brought back one of rocky legends in uh drago uh which was awesome and i think another character that should come back that probably won't but i'm just gonna this is a whole fantasy this is just my my wishes what would be really cool is if they had clubber lang back mr t in some way i I would like that to somehow happen uh apparently the creed 2 director uh stephen capel jr was thinking of bringing back clubber lang for creed 2 but it ultimately like just didn't happen I, th- I also think there was a rumor that Mr. T was asking for a ridiculous amount of money 
And I also look back at like, <laughs> Mr. T has not really done anything in the last 20 years besides uh, voice acting, mainly in uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> hey, uh, he's also uh, he's DLC in WWE 2K22. I I forgot uh, I had him in the game, and I played him randomly, and he's actually fun as hell to play with. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was just doing a little diving to see, like, in my research of I because I remember hearing that Clever Lang was maybe going to be in the Creed 2 sequel. A lot of people, when Jonathan Majors was first announced, theorized that maybe he was going to play Clubber Lang's son. I could see that. Dreamcasting. So I thought maybe for four, it turns out that Dane is Clubber Lang's illegitimate son somehow. If we want to get just like crazy. We run the rematch? We do it where like it it can explore like more of a dynamic between majors and Mr. T maybe if we can do that. I, I see it more though, as like Adonis was retired for good and he'll be on like Dame's side, like Clubber Lang's trying to maybe pull Dame to be more evil again, like bring him into darkness. But <laughs> evil. Adonis is, Adonis is like uh, making him stay like strong, like you're the champ. Or he go. I was thinking possible Dame Clubber Lang Jr. versus Ivan Drago, Victor Drago, like have that f- fight, like kind of Creed three versus Creed four type thing. I could that see was, that. That was at least one of my ideas that I had. For, to bounce, for I like that. To like bounce just, off of that, I mm-hmm. could see a lot of fun stuff happening with that, especially if you just bring in Mister T. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I think uh, it could be cool, like, maybe if they wanted to maybe, you know, retire Adonis Creed and, like, you know, there's a lot left in, you know, in Damon, Damon mm-hmm. Clubberlang or whatever, because yeah, he because yeah. uh, he has, you know, he was locked up. And even though in the movie he's older than him, but in real life, Adonis is, like, Michael B. Jordan's older than uh, Jonathan Majors. But it mm-hmm. would be interesting if, like, they wanted to change the franchise to, let, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jonathan Majors be like the the lead and the guy that's going to be boxing in the next movie. And like, I don't know. I thought of based off of what you said, what if he is the you know illegitimate son of Mister T? But what if Mister T does have a son that isn't an illegitimate, uh, and then it's yeah. a, abandoned son versus real son? That's my my other thought was scrap the illegitimate part and just have Clubber Lang have a son or. I, I looked into his age. More appropriately, his grandson is like an up and coming <laughs> heavyweight. And I, I was thinking of like who could play it. And I thought perfectly I had John Boyega, but the man's like, I think, 5'9. So it, it, oh. like, it probably wouldn't work. <laughs> but I feel like he's like a perfect like young actor where that, that could have fit. So, but I do like the whole illegitimate son versus actual or maybe illegitimate grandson or son versus actual blood that was raised by club the line <laughs> yeah I, you know. and then what i just ultimately want this to do is just have a scene between stallone and mr t again and him call him stallone a fool <laughs> all that because then that's just gonna be that's just gonna be great everyone will want to see that that would be funny i would like that i um i had a 
not the same idea, but kind of like how I just said about the Mr. T's real son or like not illegitimate son versus, you know, his illegitimate child. I thought it would be interesting because he does kind of mention it in his anger um, when Adonis is angry at his, you know, basically his stepmom, uh, you know, Claire Huxtable. He was talking about how Apollo's real children never treated him like a brother. So I thought it would be interesting if we're keeping, you know, Adonis Creed in the role of the main character and the guy who's going to be fighting. Maybe somehow they, you know, they find a way to make it fit into the continuity that one of his sons was boxing on the side or, you know, that's the, the only part about these movies is how do you get a new character like that has like something connected to like an yeah. Adonis Creed or like a Clubber Lang without them never being mentioned before. So like, mm-hmm. I thought it would be cool if like, Apollo is one of his like actual children that he claimed and wasn't just being hidden for years is like somehow a contender and they like go that like they go against each other but it does kind of fall into the Creed 3 or it's like a random person pops up and then now they're gonna fight Adonis so but I thought that would be interesting and something that I thought of as we were talking just because why not if we're gonna go with the anime if like Michael B. Jordan is directing and he wants to be weird again I, I mean, the man's alive. The man's on Mandalorian. Get us Carl Weathers in the in the movie. Oh, get a yeah. let's get a yeah, let's get a Carl course. Weathers ghost or like Give he's talking force, to him beyond the grave. Apollo Creed. I need Apollo yes. Creed right now. Yes. <laughs> if well, we're could, we're already getting easily, the weird anime shit, we could get this. They could easily now do with like how they did like Luke Skywalker and Mando and Book of Boba Fett make. Like a young Apollo Creed, like CGI and everything. Give him the fro. I mean, voiced by Carl Weathers. That would be incredible. I, I would, you I know, would love to see that. It's not too far off from what can happen if he's doing these weird, like, you know, fighting anime scenes. He can yeah. I'm, pull I'm out a now, Jedi ghost, the, the Force ghost. Uh, the, uh, the ending of Creed 2 when Adonis brings uh, Tessa Thompson and his daughter to. Apollo's like grave if like Carl Weathers just popped up as a force ghost but like didn't say anything did the whole like nod like kind of at the end of Return of the Jedi like that yeah. was incredible <laughs> damn they missed that they missed that they that missed the marker mm-hmm. do, uh, do you got any other ideas so I had one other that if maybe just take away the whole like Clubber Lang thing that connection if you want to just build a new up-and-coming guy and i kind of i built this next movie to be more i think it would make sense especially if he's he's more than likely just going to become even bigger that uh jonathan majors is like the main character but like michael michael b jordan's still with him like i think adonis could be his trainer or just be in his corner uh and just have another up-and-coming guy maybe someone like a John Boyega, but they're to make it more of like a British versus American. I thought of a great like villain trainer, Idris Elba. That'd be sick. (laughs) I I could just easily see like he was like a heavyweight champion of like the past. He's now like someone, John Boyega or someone like that. Like his, he's training his son or something like he's the next heavyweight coming up and you know, I could easily see it just like shit talking with Michael B. Jordan, calling him Baby Creed, which he hates being called Baby Creed, and have that dynamic. Have 
uh, Dame versus the heavyweight contender, like that be the whole dynamic. I could see something like that where like, again, Adonis doesn't have to fight, but as long as he's in the corner. And of course, you know, somehow Rocky be involved. That'd be nice. Yeah, I like that. I also think it would be cool because like, you could easily throw like you know if he's a if uh, Adris Elba is a trainer maybe he was like a one time like Hall of Fame boxer or yeah. something you know in the UK so then we get to like I don't know see clips of him fighting or some shit mm-hmm. too like or flashbacks which would be like kind of cool just because the man's command could do it <laughs> I mean he he yeah, looks no, amazing he could do I it just, that I just thought of like was that first one I was thinking of like possible opponents for Damien I just saw like oh John Boyega is up and coming like he could possibly fit it British who's another like British figure and I'm like oh Idris Elba would fit in here perfectly I feel and he'd just be like yeah badass former boxer that's just gonna take you know take Dame Dame will probably be the champ in this like or maybe it's vacate that could possibly work better like Adonis vacates the title and like this is there's gonna be a championship match for it. So I, I can see that more likely being a possibility. I could see that. I hope in whatever way they do it, like a creed four, if it's bound to happen depend like especially like you said, if it made this much money, like they should make it because it's gonna mm-hmm. continue to make money. John of the Majors better be in the movie. Like, you know, like right. I said, when we got out of the theater, this has to follow like the fast franchise where it's like the villain becomes the friend. Look at Drago's son. He's a friend yeah. now. <laughs> they all join cool. the crew for family. <laughs> yeah. No. All movies need to follow that model. <laughs> if more movies were like Fast and Furious, cinema would be, cinema would be thriving right now. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Um, before I give my uh, final idea, and I also had like a small one that I didn't build up at all, but I talked about it before. Um, I just was scrolling through Instagram as you were speaking. I was listening, though, mm. <laughs> and I saw this post and it says uh, Tessa Thompson reveals she and Michael B. Jordan went to couples therapy as Creed three characters. And it was very weird. So apparently during preparation for Creed 3, the two decided on going to couples therapy as their characters, Adonis and Bianca. And then the quote is, yes, in character. But it ended up being like the line sometimes between characters and us got blurred because we were bringing so much of what we we're exploring personally to the characters in general. So funnily, that doesn't make sense. Someone put that. It was the first time. I'm probably saying too much. I say it was an early experience in couples therapy. All right, I'm done reading that. But yeah, they went to fucking couples therapy. That's fucking weird. Yeah, that is that is quite weird. People uh, really get into that method acting that. stuff, which can ruin movie actors, honestly. Mm-hmm. But maybe they didn't need that. I'm looking at you, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but. yeah, uh, I think that that's that's pushing it a little too much. Uh, but. Hey, it didn't it didn't mess up their characters, so it yeah. is what it is. It is what it is on that one. Um, but yeah, after we got out of the movie, especially with the way they kept playing it, um, my one theory of an idea, and I don't know how it would be done. It would be very interesting. Um, obviously, his daughter seemed to be interested in fighting. She gets into a fight in the movie with a uh, with another child at the uh, school for those of the deaf, or however you say it. Um, so, you know, Creed starts teaching her how to box a little bit in the movie. So who knows how far the next movie is in terms of timeline. Maybe they speed it up again and she's like 
an up and coming, like she's a 17, 18 year old, however it is you get to be to legally fight in, uh, in the U S maybe she's boxing somehow. And it would just be interesting to see. Cause you know, there'd be a lot of conversations cause she is, uh, you know, they would need a deaf star to play her if they're going to age her up. And mm-hmm. then like, you know, how do you, how do you do all that? Like, it would be very interesting just to see how that would play. Um, I don't know how it would just because of like, you know, um, they like, does like I don't know. There has to probably be some form of like, does that consider it regular boxing, or is there a special category for boxing? You know how there's like the Olympics and like the Special Olympics. Like, mm. I wonder like if that's how it would go. But I haven't really thought about this idea. But that's how it just felt like based off yeah, of what no. they kept showing. Like they would do a spinoff with her. That's like a lot of people saw coming out of it. Yeah, no, I think that could definitely happen. Maybe later down the line, or if they want to speed it up. Maybe not make her like actual like boxing, but uh, kind of what Dame was doing early in the movie, Golden Gloves, like for oh yeah teenagers or something like that. Maybe make like how big this Creed and Rocky universe is. Maybe if like make it a little smaller and like have that closer feel of just like something amateur. That that could be an interesting way of like a spinoff to it to have like Amara be the lead. And more than likely, uh, Adonis be like her trainer and be on yeah. the side. I like that idea. I thought that's pretty cool. The uh, the <laughs> idea of making it more like underground again, kind of get a little bit more gritty. Mm-hmm, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But that wasn't my uh, that wasn't the one that I really cared about. This was just an idea based off of what we saw um from like how it kept feeling like it was pointing. But my real idea, which you know, obviously, like I don't think this is realistic at all either. Um, but I, you know, I want Rocky in the franchise again. I want him back. Yeah. And based off of the characters of like already what we've seen, it'd be hard to do this idea. But like, I want Creed versus a Rocky son or grandchild, and Rocky's in their <laughs> corner, and he's the villain. He's the asshole. Oh, Rocky's, he, oh. Rocky's the spin. He becomes a villain. He gets brainwashed or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, but like you know, he's gone, he's and maybe they find by Mr. by Mr. T. Clubber Lang. Called and it. he's the overarching bad guy. Yes. Yeah, and that's how you get Creed Five. Boom. But I think it would be cool, and I don't know how it would work because, especially, they mentioned it in Creed One, where you know uh adonis asked him hey you got a son or something did he want a box and he's like yeah i mean he tried but it was like a lot for him especially being the son to rocky blah 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 Mm -hmm. but like it would be interesting if actually maybe like his son was boxing Mm -hmm. or was interested or you know he has a grandchild if there was a way to like make the ages add up i don't know if it would but I think it would be cool if it's like uh, somehow a, a like a descendant of Rocky, a Rocky relative, you know, against you know Creed, a, a, a Balboa versus Creed again. That would be kind of cool in a way if it made sense, but I don't see how it could. <laughs> so I there is a way. So at the end of two, we do see Rocky's son, and he has a grandson that was like probably like five years Ten. old or something yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was young if somehow we make it further down the line intergender boxing match between amara creed and rocky balboa's uh grandson yeah if, <laughs> that, there's a way saying what if we did in boxing and amara absolutely sleeps him <laughs> you, know, you know she would 
I mean, that would be cool. I mean, it's a boxing and a lot of the fighting world has stolen from wrestling. I just saw it on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you saw it. There was a tag team yeah, boxing match. I did see it. I, I've seen stuff like that before. Uh, that <laughs> that would be it. I would. That's a creep. Four is just two is a tag team. Uh, I'm trying to think. We have obviously Adonis and Dame versus. Oh, versus the acclaimed in a boxing match. Boom. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Got it. Book it. I mean, I, I'm surprised there hasn't been any wrestlers that have, like, besides, like, Hulk Hogan, I'm surprised they haven't had, it, like, another wrestler find his oh, way wait, in here. Like, of? Next villain, obviously, John Cena. Oh, he can uh, easily be Rocky's son. <laughs> he could, oh, he could, e- or just, he's easily a Rocky nephew. A Rocky nephew, yeah, I yeah. could see that. Or I'm trying to remember, the, Rocky's son is actually a pretty well known. Like it's Milo Ventum. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I can only think that of that. Very Italian. Yeah, no, it's it's a very, but yeah, he was. And in, he's also but, 45 years old. <laughs> that's why it doesn't really work because he's a little too old. But yeah, John Cena is, uh, Joey Balboa. Yeah. I like Boom. it. Or, oh, or, oh my god, I just thought of this. Paulie, Paulie's illegitimate son. So I, that's. How I, I was going to say he could also be Rocky's illegitimate son too. Oh, just that. another, another somehow illegitimate son battle. <laughs> it's somehow connected, where I, more than I likely because Paulie was very horny. He was low key fucking a robot in Rocky Four. Not low key. He was definitely fucking the robot. But I could easily see that Ill- Paulie's illegitimate son is John Cena. He's fighting Adonis in Creed Four. Book it. Yeah. Even if uh, John Cena is also forty-five years old, yeah, he's, he's still John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. You could make it believable yeah. just because of how big he is. Yeah. The only thing you just kind of have to uh, put some hair plugs in him because he is balding, mm. and he just, um, he just goes bald. To even embrace, go, like, he goes bald, gets a mustache, he drinks beer. He's from Texas. It's just Stone Cold. And he's <laughs> trained by Stone Cold, obviously. Oh wait, <laughs> how we've always wanted this. How do we get The Rock and John Cena into a same movie together? The Rock is training John Cena. Boom. There you go. Boom. I mean, the fact that the trailer for Fast 10 Part 1 has John Cena doing an attitude adjustment and The yes. Rock doesn't want to do anything to do in this franchise pisses me the fuck off. I, they better figure it out by oh, the, the, the final movie. Either, yeah, either The Rock trains John Cena in Creed 4 or maybe Batista trains John Cena so we can best, have... Best wrestler turn actor, so... Mm-hmm. so I mean... Somehow I want two of those guys... Whether it's of those three, Cena, Rock, and Batista, two of those guys have to share the same screen at some point in the movie. It's bad. Hell yeah. And Stone Cold has to be the ring announcer. (laughs) Oh, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) And what was I talking about? And I was saying before, I mean, uh, I'm surprised more wrestler people haven't been involved in, you know, the Creed Rocky franchise. I mean, two of them were. Mark Ranallo was a commentator, and so was Todd yeah. Todd Grisham. So mm-hmm. I guess there's that. Commentators. Oh. Retroactively a con in this movie. I think he was in both Creed 1 and Creed 2. Max uh, Kellerman? No. Uh, Mac, uh, I don't... Who cares about... I was thinking more... Uh, what's his name? Michael Buffer, the let's get ready to rumble guy. Yeah, was, I was a little was confused. Because this was a 
when I realized the sh- the the matches were on Showtime Boxing. The yeah, they weren't on HBO. Show, yeah, which that's why Max Kellerman was in it. Uh, I think both, and so was was the name Jim Lampley. He was the one who was like the actual announcer, uh, play-by-play guy in at least Creed One, possibly Creed Two as well. Yeah, but yeah, they were yeah. missing the HBO boxing element. Because I don't know who that guy was, but if you if you can't get what was it, Michael Buffer? Yeah, give me Bruce Buffer. I, give me give me his yeah, brother Bruce, at least. It's just Bruce Buffer is the literally UFC. That's I don't know if he could ever do boxing. I think he did. I want to say maybe he did one of the like Jake Paul Logan Paul fights. I might be wrong, but also it's still crazy to me that those two are brothers. I never knew until like I heard their last names and like a recent span of time. I'm like, what the fuck? And their their story is wild that they weren't like, oh, they were long or was it both their father had other family so that's what they're not like they're oh. brothers that's right oh wow yeah yeah i just googled an image of bruce buffer and the second photo on google images is him and michael buffer and it's an espn story the incredible and mostly true story of michael buffer mm. huh yeah like bruce they, buffer. i think it my uh Bruce Buffer heard about this Michael Buffer guy and he's like, oh, he has my last name. And he told his dad, like, is this guy like related to us? And he's like, I think that's your your uh, brother. Like, <laughs> it was like a whole like weird thing, like crazy. Uh, it was an interview. You could probably see it. It sounded huh. like a wild story. And that's that's pretty fucking funny. I, I, I like them both. That It would have been nice if we yeah. would have had one of them. I don't know who the hell that guy was. but uh... yeah. yeah, he was. Right. I didn't like his vibes. Yeah, didn't have the vibe. Vibe check was off. Mm-hmm. But anywho, that's uh that's not only our Creed review, that's not only our boxing, you know, fun fact and Rocky Creed franchise uh, you know, facts, but now we just gave Hollywood a bunch of ideas yeah. and if one of them doesn't happen, I think these the franchise yeah. goes down <laughs> to hell if we don't get John Cena as Rocky's like nephew or yes. illegitimate son. <laughs> well, uh, I we gave Michael B Jordan so many great ideas. He has to pick one of them. Oh, and if he does we need to see we need to check <laughs> for for real i think you yeah. know there's possible ways to make what we just talked about into tiktok instagram clips i will be tagging him in every yes. way possible and we better get invited to the premieres we get it out we get a little bit get, give us two percent of the you know the the gross yeah, i mean oh, yeah. I will, yeah, just just a little taste just a little taste. just a little taste we're not asking for a lot yeah but uh Anywho, that is our review, and that is our episode on Creed, Creed 3. Go check it out. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. We should be back next week. We're going to probably be talking about Scream 6. Maybe I'll also talk about 65, the Adam Driver dinosaur movie that's going head-to-head with Scream 6. So uh, we'll see what happens. Thanks again for listening. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, leave a five-star review, and uh, that'll help the algorithm. Tell your friends, tell your mom, and uh, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Strict Nonsense. We're on YouTube as well. We'll find ways to do stuff there and uh, more to come from, uh, from us in the future. So with all that, uh, take care, everyone.